Um, ha, 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 ha. Get it? <laughs> you, did it. you did it. Oh, <laughs> I saw your face. I'm like, uh, and then I was like, okay, I'm really there, guys. I should have started talking. Because... Yeah, though, no, that's what you should have done. I was, yeah. I, was about, I, was about I know, but that right. was like, I, I was standing there. I'm going, wait, how should I approach this? <laughs> Didn't work. Ha, ha. If you guys watch the episode, you understand what that whole thing was about. It's about invisibility, and we don't have it. We didn't wear our invisible suits. We are here. Uh, after having a weekend off, what's going on, Scott? How you doing? Um, second beer. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I told what, that yeah. story before we started. So yeah, yeah, we uh, yeah we of course uh, talked before uh, beforehand. So cheers. Um, Scott had quite a quite a well. I mean, he had a good day, but then there was a little rough patch right there when it came I mean, to like, baby like Callum. Thirty minutes before we started, it was like <laughs> uh, a baby crib, an Allen wrench, and a Phillips head screwdriver. Yeah. <laughs> Adventures began. Adventures began. And then, yeah. And then I was talking about how my day consisted of, well, just cleaning the crap out of my apartment because I literally taking the crap out of your apartment. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And taking. Yes, exactly. I mean, I didn't realize I'm like, man, I have so many, so many, uh, so many shirts and just clothing that I've accumulated over the years. And I'm like, okay, just need to just. It was just one of those, like, keep it, nope, nope, keep it, yeah. you know, just like one of those things. I mean, yeah, and now it's like, all right, the ones that I was going to keep that were just kind of, like, put away or in a laundry, old laundry basket. Now I'm like, hey, I got to do a lot of laundry now because I'm like, I forgot about this shirt. You know, it was one of those <laughs> kind of things. So, fun day, fun day. Um, thank you guys for joining us. Of course, Batman the Fanimated stream, and we're going to be talking about the episode See No Evil, which this you know, is an underrated gym, man. I'm really going to go is. ahead and put it out right there. This is one of those episodes that do does not get talked about, and I'm like, uh, it, it's almost like a, it's never too late. It's like I want to, I want to submit this for consideration. It's like yeah. let's remember this episode. It's a good episode. I mean, it doesn't have like a, a known villain, and it's just. There's some elements in here where I'm like, you know, some this interesting is elements. This is dark. It's a dark <laughs> episode. It's a dark episode. What's going on, everybody? We got Michael. We got Accuracy. We got Mr. Fear. Jason. What's up? We got Mama Film Junk. Mama, yay! Here. How's it going, Mom? And then, of course, Eric. Good to see you, the casual Batman. Yes, we are. We try to be as casual as possible. But yes, um, we um, this episode. Yeah, I mean, we could just kind of just dive right into it. I mean, it's one of those that, like I said, I think when we were talking last time, again, I was going, "See no evil." Which one is that? And then, of course, when I started preparing the stream and then finding the title card, and then of course Google brings, I'm like, "Oh yeah, this episode." And then. When I put it on, I went, oh, whoa. I know. Whoa. One, just look at this title card that's behind us right now. Yeah. Is yeah. that just not creepy as yeah. all get out? I mean. It's, it's got an open window with the freaking curtains blowing, and then it's got a teddy bear. Was that? Yeah, it's a teddy bear. It's teddy bear, right yeah. In the light. And it's it's it just kind of resembles a kid getting kidnapped. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Which is. <laughs> Which is just, I have this notes later on, but I'm going to say it. I mean, this episode is basically a custody battle. It really is. Yeah. I mean, I mean, you know, spoilers here. The thing's been out for 30 years, so it's okay. And uh, thank you, uh, Michael, for the super chat, and we appreciate it. We try to be as unique as possible. Yes. I appreciate it. We appreciate it. But, uh, yeah, I mean, that's where it kind of goes to, and we'll get to there. Because, I mean, it starts off 
even creepy. And of course, like always, Shirley Walker's score. Just... Oh, and I've got lo- I have two particular areas I'm going to talk about Shirley Walker in this episode. Yes. yes. And in the opening, it's just just the the atmosphere, just the way that they um uh lead into the episode where of course I mean it's it's kind of funny too because you know it's outside of the house it's a de- kind of a decent neighborhood you know maybe not no maybe not a little run down <laughs> run down yeah you know, not not like totally where where you see things boarded up so much but or maybe there was i don't know and i didn't look too hard but i found it funny that there was like a dog that literally looked like it barked at the camera right no because the- it's a pov shot oh oh like him yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's that's the creepy <laughs> part about this episode starts. I mean, think about that. Y- y- yeah, the camera. I mean, you're seeing it from the Invisible Man's. Did not even think POV, wow. and it's. I was like, I was just like, oh, that's cool. It's like panning over, and like the dog just like barks at. I, and I wrote a like dog barks at camera. Did not even think about POV. Duh. <laughs> this is an Invisible Man uh, story. Man, I totally did not even think about that. Thank you. Thank you, sir. And uh, like I said, the, the the score, you got the blowing of the leaves and all that stuff. And then we meet Kimmy, Kimberly, who has, well, I mean, I've technically, like, you know, when it comes to, I guess you could, at first when it comes to us and it comes to her mother, she has an imaginary friend. Yes. By the way, do you know who Kimmy is? Okay, some of these voices sounded. Oh, there's a lot of that going on. This I was going to say, I was going to be, I was like, I'm going to say, but I'm not even going to look because I want to. Let's discuss this because I'm sure you have them written down. Oh, I don't know oh you better did. believe I have them yeah. written down. Okay, so <laughs> and the meta-ness. Oh, I'm going to start right now with the meta-ness of this yeah. episode. Okay, mm-hmm. you know the voice of Kimmy is who? Elizabeth Moss. Elizabeth. Oh wow, because of Invisible Man. Invisible Man! What the hell? Jeez. That's crazy. That's Liz. Wow. Wow. Yes. She's the that's, voice of Kimmy. That's crazy. And the fact that, you know, let's, I mean, this is about somebody who's, you know, a little cuckoo cachoo that's wearing uh, a, an invisibility a suit. suit. I know. Wow. That's crazy. Well, like, like, like we just, we just went down the matrix, man. We I mean, did. This- totally went down the matrix right there. Whoa. And then we got, well, I mean, her imaginary friend is named Mojo. Oh, yes. Ooh. And do you know the, who the voice of that is? I sounded familiar. Who is it? Okay. So Ventrix, who is, of course, you know, yeah. the Invisible Man. Yeah. That is Michael Gross, the dad from Family Ties. We just talked about Tremors last night. Yes, we, we did. Yeah. Oh, my God. What the shit? Jesus. <laughs> I was like going, okay, There's I, I, I heard the voice, but I'm like, no, nah, wait. I, you know, I should have just looked, but at the same time, I'm like, I know... I knew that voice sounded familiar. Wow. So it's Michael. Wow. Look at that. Jeez. Oh, oh, it, 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 oh the hits keep on coming. Oh, when, we get to, when do we get to mom? That's what I, oh, wow. <laughs> Star-studded cast in this one, folks. Oh, yeah. So you want to know who Helen is? Who is Helen? Gene Smart. Gene Smart. Who is Gene Smart? Okay. Drunk Remember, Blank. Um. okay, classic, uh, re- recent stuff. Did you watch Watchmen on HBO? Yeah, no, I did not. Oh, I haven't okay. watched it yet. That's all my, oh, and, all my um, The problem is for me, you say Gene Smart, and it's like you get to look her up. I mean, it, yeah, she's she's a she's a really well known actress. I'm trying to think of other roles that I can say. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know exactly who that is. Um, I'm trying to remember like which I know. I, as soon as I saw her face, I went, oh yeah, but I can't remember anything she's in. 
she was. Well, she's been in so much, and that's oh, the yeah, thing. I guess she was in like some uh, uh, Frasier episodes. Oh yes, absolutely. She was in Designing Women, right? Now, yes, yeah, Designing Women. There you go. Yep. Okay. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. Gene Smart. There it is. Yeah, because she played. Um, she played Lori in yeah. uh, in in the HBO Watchmen series. Yes. There you go. And then somebody said that she played. Uh, she played. She, she played uh, the original Silk Silk Spectre. In, well, no, that that's uh, who she. That's she plays the retired Silk Spectre in, in the series. In or the series, in the, yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah, there in the HBO started. series. Yes. Cool man, star-studded cast, man. I tell you. Oh yeah, that's cool. And that man, doesn't, and that doesn't even get to later on when we get our very first appearance of a very important character in yes. the universe. Yes, I caught that, of course, but I. But then, of course, I don't know who the voice of it is and probably somebody. Yeah, we'll get, there. We'll get there. We'll get there. We'll get, we'll there. get there. But yeah, I mean, <laughs> one of the things I wrote is like <laughs> I actually wrote notes. Creepy as fuck. Because yes! this yes! opening scene is so creepy because, you know, you got little Kimmy here and she has, you know, her friend named Mojo that she's named Mojo. And he's like given, you know, obviously he's invisible, stuff like that. And things are just moving. And then she just, he just gives her like this heart necklace kind of thing. This With big a diamond neck. in yeah. it. And it's, yeah. it's cool. I mean, you're like, dude, okay, you sound like a grown man. You're in a little girl's bedroom. You're giving her presents. And then she goes off and does the one thing that, that as an adult or kid, like even as a kid watching this, it's like, well, my mommy and I are moving soon. And you're like, yeah. dude, do not tell this guy this information. This is because then all of a sudden, huh, and he drops like the doll or the teddy bear. Yeah, like the Raggedy Ann doll. Yeah, the Raggedy has. Ann doll. Yeah. So then it's like, whoa, what is happening here? And uh, yeah, he uh, and then, of course, when she mentions that and then the mom comes in and then she just talks about, oh, yeah, it's just talking to Mojo. And then she's like, oh, yeah, Mojo. OK, whatever. You know, we all had the, the imaginary friend kind of thing. And that's what they kind of like play into this, which is, again, I mean, <laughs> you, 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 you make like a like a you, you turn this into like a, another invisible man type movie, like with a, without the Batman aspect. It's, I mean, this is just a, it's just creepy. It's just creepy. Right. You know it, yeah. that, and that's the weird things. This concept works. If Batman's not in this episode. Exactly. It really does. Like I was going, man, this, yeah, this story would actually work standalone, not involved with Batman. And imagine if it was just like a whole story that played out and it's just about this ex con, dad that is just wanting to spend time with his daughter and then you know oh man but he's he just... addictive and yes and, and it's like it, it, you get into that really nasty of like divorced parents that that are like the nasty side of that where it's like they're fighting like the kids like a prize to be won and yep i mean Got this that. This episode goes places, and it's amazing to me because this is one of those early episodes where the screenwriter and I didn't even write down the screenwriter's name mm -hmm. is not a no, is not a no name. Like this yeah, is like yeah. this is like a one off. Like this like this writer wrote this episode, and this is all they ever wrote. And it's kind of sad because it's like you did good work here. Like yeah. this was this was good Seriously. stuff. It is really good work. And uh, so then um, um, we get to we cut to uh, I guess. I don't know. There's like we're at a jewelry store and people are just kind of like it's going. like a jewel. It's a jeweler's convention. Yeah, a convention. There you go. It wasn't like a normal thing where it's just like you're just in a jewelry store, but there was like people 
yeah, it had that convention quality. And guess who's there? Bruce Wayne looking at a nice gold watch for himself. And I'm like, yes, treat yourself, Bruce. Get yourself a, a gold, I don't know, Rolex. Maybe it was something like that. Or I don't yeah. know. Who knows? But he was all about it. And then, well, and then we get to actually see Lloyd Ventress. Ventress? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Vin- who, Ventrix. Ventrix. It, it sounded like Ventress to me, too. Yeah. But the credits. Oh, okay. Put put ventric v-e-n-t-r-i-x but i heard okay. ventress too yeah because i got me confused because if i remember correctly one of the mobsters in mask of the phantasm i thought was named something like ventress or something like mm. that so i was like is there connections and then i saw how it was spelled in the credits and i went i guess not because <laughs> that's that's not the same thing but not i was hearing thing. ventress too yeah, yeah i was hearing ventress i think i wrote it like that with a c-e at the end um Anyway, so then, you know, he, of course, looks around. He's got a briefcase and he's weird looking dude because he's got bumps on his face. Was that like, did you think that was like, ac- I always thought that was like acne. I thought like, it was something like that. But then I'm kind of going like, well, we kind of find out a little something about the suit later on in the episode. That right. Yeah. Wondering, And then his eyes, his pupils are like almost like a dark, like a dark reddish brown kind of thing. Right. Did yeah. You notice that? Yeah. yeah, yeah. He I, he just he doesn't look well. He doesn't look well, which you know, eventually you find out that the suit is toxic. And I'm kind of wondering if that's what they were trying to represent with the animation is like we got to show that we can't just show like a frail dude. We're gonna kind of kind of show him like you know, have some bumps on his face and his eyes look a little strange. I think that's what they were trying to do with the animation, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I just think it's funny uh, that, you know, he goes into the bathroom. Of course, what bathroom do you go into where you can lock, like, (laughs) you can lock the door to the entire bathroom? Like, that's not a... The ones in Gotham City, of course. (laughs) Of course, then the guard goes to the bathroom. And my God, the way they animate that poor guy's face, like, he's like, he's dying here. It's like, who locked the bathroom? Yeah, I know. And he gets all crazy. And then, uh, of course... um, so then when he comes out, he starts just stealing stuff like he's not even being secret about it. He's just like, I'm invisible. No, who cares? I'm just going to create yeah. a show for all these people. Like literally like Bruce Wayne, who's out to pur- purchase a watch, you know, the watch gets like, you know, starts floating away. And like, you know, everybody just starts going, what the, you know, everybody's just creeping out. And then it's just kind of funny because Bruce then looks at that same bathroom. And what does he do? He goes to change into his suit. <laughs> <laughs> which, which is always funny underneath. Underneath. so you're just wearing that underneath the brown suit like the it's gotta whole be time. hot man it's gotta be hot <laughs> i mean like how does the cape Jeez. i mean the cape i don't know you just kind of wonder like how could you that that's got to be so uncomfortable but then again i was thinking about it with superman like yeah. superman is the one who consistently does it I does was that like, because he's always got the you, we always know that i know it's got to be uncomfortable at the same time though because i have been going back down the road of uh lois and clark and there was yes. an episode in Lois and Clark where there was like a big heat wave happening in Metropolis and everybody's like dying except for Clark, who's like perfectly OK, not sweating. Everybody's wearing like summer clothes and tank tops and shit like that. And everybody's got a glisten and everything. But Clark is still normal. And I'm kind of I even posted. I was like, that's where you start going. Hey, what is up with you? Even though Lois does go. What planet are you from? You know, kind of thing. That whole joke, jokey thing. But I don't care, Terry Hatcher. It's okay. It's, oh my god! god. I mean, seriously, man. I mean, man, Sunday old... nights on ABC. Jeez, I, mean, I was there. Appointment oh, viewing. 
Oh, you better believe. It. Go. It was. I mean, I'm sorry. Let, let's let's take a, just a small tangent to talk about That's the nostalgia fine. of our childhood, where it's like yeah. we had this show. Yes. Every afternoon after school, and then on Sunday nights on ABC, we had Lois and Clark. Dun, 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 dun. Uh, that, that freaking theme pops, man. Oh, like I, when I put it on, I was like, man, I forgot how good this this theme was. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah, it's just like it if it, it feels like a Superman theme. It really feels. Well, like it, it. it does the same thing that every Superman theme does. Yeah. Is it says it says Superman in yeah. in the melody? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I, I, I've been just going down that road again. I mean, it's it's got its cheesy moments, of course, but at the same time, you know, I mean, and regardless, whatever what people think about Dean King now, and and I get it, but at the same time, he was a good Superman. I thought he was. He was good. I mean, yeah. I mean, the first season was the best season. Oh yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, 100%. especially yeah. with John Shea as Lex Luthor. Oh yeah. Oh man, he was. Yeah, just watching those scenes with him. I mean, it was. It was funny too because I remember go, like thinking about Lois and Clark and going, "Man, did did Dean Kane really even try try to like change like when he was Clark and Superman? Was he at all different?" And he was like, he really. I thought for some reason my memory served me as maybe he didn't do that much, but when he's Superman, he's very much like, "Hey, I'm," you know, and he he just kind of does something with his voice and everything. And then he's normal, like how he normally is as Clark. So it's kind of like a reverse thing of what Reeves did. Reeves was more like when he was Superman, that was more of what, who Christopher Reeves was actually, you know, in real life. But when he was Clark, he was bumbling and blah, 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 blah. This, well, this. that's because Lewis and, did the reverse. Right, well, cause Lewis and Clark was more the John Byrne era okay. of post-crisis where it was like Clark Kent was the real person. Superman yeah. was the disguise. Yeah. I think, uh, yeah, yeah. So they really, they pretty much like uh, nailed that. And I, to the point where I was like, yeah, I mean, I mean, I can buy that people don't know that it's, even though like throughout the series, they even go like, you know, you kind of look like Superman. I think it was that episode where, where everybody was falling in love with each other. With yes. Ocean. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and like yeah. Lois was all about Clark. And then she like points out, you know, you look like Superman. It was, it was like, yeah, yeah, there it which is, is really funny because later on, if you know, depending on how far the animated stream goes, yeah, there's a Lois and Clark connection that we can make to the animated universe later on. Oh yeah, I can't oh, yeah. So, that. Oh yeah, right. exactly. Now let's get back to this episode. That was our Lois and Clark tangent. For we need uh, at least one an episode. Yes, you know? where we just veer off and then we come right back to it. So we're um. We're back here. We're at the jewelry convention thing. And then, of course, yeah, like I said, you know, Bruce just pops out of the bathroom, like in true fashion. Oh, it smacks the guy. It smacks the car, by the way. I'm sorry. That dude is unconscious on the floor with a concussion from getting hit by that bathroom door. Goddamn Batman. (laughs) Don't just charge out of the door like that. I mean, there might be. It's No, no, I don't blame Batman. My parents taught me do not stand behind a door. That's true. True, but I mean, if a door is swinging outwards, you know, you know, I mean, I get it. You have to make an entrance. You're Batman, but at the same time, it's like, hey, you know, just kind of swoop out or something like that. Don't just. <laughs> but it is a funny. It's a it funny. is so hilarious. Yeah. Now, what this leads into, however, except for one line that I will point out at the end of the episode, this show, this particular episode, we've poked fun at some of the like the really cringy sort of one-liner joke lines yeah this show managed to play humor in a very dark episode where the humor for me really landed 
like really worked. So this is that scene where, you know, they bust out into the alley. They're yeah. pouring some fresh concrete, you know, in the alley. That's and <laughs> I love the, because they don't have a line. The joke is playing the reaction of the construction worker. Who's eating a sandwich. <laughs> eating a sandwich. And Batman like busts out and he's, and he's just like, <laughs> Where are you? Da, da, da. And the guy's yeah. like, <laughs> he's just like, he, I mean, imagine, imagine being this man where you're working. Okay. You're working, you're taking a lunch break. Batman in broad daylight, <laughs> mind you, just shows up and is yelling at God knows what. And you're just like, the f- what the fuck? I mean, like, that guy's going to be telling that story for the rest of his life. <laughs> Oh, and then and then of course, he's doing that, and he doesn't run away until the Invisible Man, like you know, starts like talking back, and like, yeah. he's just like, "What the hell? I'm out of I'm out of yeah. here." Yeah, and then he's just like, uh, he, "So that guy for the rest of his life is probably telling a story about Batman yelling and chasing a ghost or something like that." Something probably. like that. Yes, yeah. absolutely. But um, man, I mean, I tell you what. When it comes to uh, an, an everyday man just kicking the absolute shit at a Batman, you ha- you definitely have to be invisible because Batman gets his bell like rung pretty well in this freaking episode. And and and, and credit to you know Ventrick as a bad guy because the one th- trick I found there were two things he does in this scene that I thought was really incredible is that one Batman's smart. He, you know, he sees the he sees the feet in footprints he, in the concrete. He the used paint. the gas bomb gas, to yeah. to see him. He grabs a paint can and throws the paint on him. But Ventrix is smart enough as an invisible man that he's got a he's got a setting to where he's prepared to burn stuff off mm-hmm. that gets up. Like no invisible man has actually thought about what the hell happens. When someone throws like paint on me, yeah, I know because that's always that's a that's a common trope in like Invisible Man type stories. Is you know the, you you got you throw something on them, and I mean it's always like the cool effect that they always do. Like when you watch like Hollow Man or even the recent Invisible Man, is like yeah, throw something on them. But yeah, he's just like eh, that's okay, and then he just yeah, he just heats it up, and it just basically just burns off all the paint which makes actually makes sense when we learn how yes. the suit works exactly uh we'll, we'll save that but like the, the it it's it's thought through like it's logical that the suit could do that yeah and i do love like right before this when uh batman kind of grapples like across the wet paint and then there's like again they put the bat symbol like shadow like across that was a cool and of course with the theme and stuff like that oh, always yeah. uh always good when they incorporate Anytime that Batman's doing some kind of cool swooping, his shadow makes the bat logo. It's like, yes. Oh, you better. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's just. And, it's just and then, and then the guy, and then Ventrix, of course, starts going, Don't you hate these high ceilings? Yeah. yeah. And I mean, <laughs> his, his voice starts echoing everywhere. So Batman can't pinpoint him. I mean, this is it's a very well crafted scene to outsmart Batman. I mean, it really yes. is. I mean, obviously, yes, he's invisible, but Batman, of course, is using every trick in the book. And Ventrix is just going, Well, I got tricks myself, and you ain't gonna get me. 
And then, yeah, he says like the, you know, the high. And so like, it's all echoing. And then all of a sudden just boom, like Batman just starts oh, getting nailed. his ass. Fucking I mean, nails him, man. And throws him right, right into like the freaking cement to like, to, to the point where it's just Batman just lays there, like pretty much almost unconscious, like, and just leaves, it leaves him right there. And and he has a really great, you know, when you're going to go with Invisible Man jokes, mm-hmm. and I actually tweeted this out earlier, we you know, when we advertise, but I love when the guy goes, see you around, Batman. Sorry, you can't say the same. And I'm like, if you're going to go with quippy, like, like yes. villain quips, that, that's good. That's that perfect. Way, and the way he says it yeah. is like creepy as hell. Michael Gross, man. Bat- Oh man, especially since Batman just got his ass kicked yeah. and he's covered in wet cement. And you he's know? laying there in it. Yeah. Man, talk it's about so it. It's so good. It's really so good. So yeah, he does all that. And then um, yeah, exactly. Too bad you can't see. <laughs> it was such a great line. I wrote that line down. And and then I realized I was like, uh, even earlier when you um uh but yeah, there's like other lines too. I think you actually in DMs you said like a line and I didn't catch it at first. I was like, Oh yeah, that's what he meant. And uh so then we go back to the apartment of uh of uh Lloyd or you know Virch what's his what is it? Ventrix. Ventrix, yeah, always like virtuous, what mojo, I guess you could say. But yeah, we go back to his apartment and then we find out, yeah, that of course Kim is his daughter. And uh yeah, and he, he's kind of this is another creepy moment. Another creepy yeah, moment of like yeah. the or the antagonist going, kind of talking to himself and kind of you know, yeah, saying what what that yeah, he's not going to lose his daughter and this that and this. So it's I uh, won't let her take yeah. you from me exactly. Like like, like the kid's a possession yeah. as he's like holding like because the whole reason he did this was because for some reason. Kimmy wants a pearl necklace. Yeah, I don't. I, what? What little? I mean, okay. Yeah, I was kind of. I mean, I guess why? Why not? Why but, not? Yeah. No, no, I know. But it, but at least at least writing wise, it gave him a legitimate motivation to rob the jewelry convention. Yes, very true. Very true. So yeah, for writing purposes, I guess it it does make sense. But yeah, another creep. We, we, so you kind of get a a sense of what you know what's going on with all this and then we uh we see the mom helen and basically you know lloyd just he tails her to you know she works at a grocery store she's just like a checker or like a cashier and um and then of course he it's that whole thing of hey i got out you know let's let's try again he's trying to like get back on her good graces but of course she not having it not no fuck off yeah, Fuck off. It's That's basically, pretty much what she is. Yeah. Damn. By the way, before then, I'm sorry, nitpick. Okay. But even as a ten year old, the fact she was driving a red pickup truck. Yeah, that was, that, a, yeah. That was a choice. That was a, that was a choice, man. Yeah. I, <laughs> I don't understand it, and I what don't I, know why it's always bothered me since I was ten. But it still a, bothers me today. It's a weird because it's very. It's well, I mean, obviously, when it comes to this world, they, all the, the cars look like old style, and it's like that old style red pickup truck. It's a Ford pick. It's like an yeah. old red Ford pickup. And it's yeah, like, it's like really okay. That's what you're okay. What I mean, if that works for you, but yeah, she drops off Kimmy at at school, and then she goes to. uh goes to work and then when she goes on her break that's where um lloyd approaches her and just kind of like he's doing that whole thing like hey i'm on parole kind of thing let's you know he's trying to just really just get back on her good graces but yeah like i said she's just like she's not having it 
whatsoever. She wants she, you know, he, she put a restraining order on the guy, which Obviously, was very subtly in the dialogue. I almost yeah. wish that Lloyd hadn't said the restraining order. You don't need it because she says you can do whatever you want as long as you don't do it within one hundred feet of me. And I thought and that was a really needed. nice line. Yeah. But but of go, course, you know, oh, it's a restraint order. Yeah. But, you know, the, I think they had to like, you know, give the audience, especially since it's technically, you know, it is kids. a kid show. So they had to like uh, put that even though when as kids, you're like, what is a restraining, restraining order? order? <laughs> I know. right? Mom, what's a restraining? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, you're like, so maybe. Yeah, they could have just left it at that. Maybe, yeah, and that would have been just like, you know, as watching it as adults, we'd have been like, oh, restraining order. We get it. We get it. So, but uh, yeah, so he does that. And then it's funny too, because uh, <laughs> yeah, another little like line too, where it's like Helen, like, well, first off, she's going like to lunch at some kind of cafeteria or whatever. And then he tries to pay for it. And then she, she says, you know, how many stores did you knock off how, or whatever? I mean, the hell. How many gas stations? Yeah. There you go. So we're getting, what's cool about this, exchange is we're getting the backstory on yes. lloyd and why he went to jail why he went to prison two bit he was and only was he he was a criminal but he was like a two-bit crook yeah like, exactly robbing gas stations and shit yeah mm. and obviously we discover this later on which once again the dialogue is everything kimmy doesn't know who he is exactly so I, okay, let me ask you this then. Do you get the sense that Kimmy was born, but she was like a baby? Or was Helen just pregnant when Lloyd got sent away? That's one of the things that I was wondering, too. Because we do, I mean, she really has no, when 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 it's the reveal, when he reveals it to her later on, she was like, oh, you're a guy. And she doesn't know who he is. So Right, yeah. That's a good, I mean, it's a good question. I mean, I, both work. Both yeah. work, but both, yeah, either so either Helen was pregnant or, you know, Kimmy was a baby when he got sent off. And I would say what she's probably about, what, four or five, five, six, five. I would say five, six. That's, yeah. Like I'm so getting more gone for a garden first grade yeah. kind of. True, true. Yeah. Because, yeah, dropped her off at school. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Probably about five or six. So he's been gone for like, you know, good five to six years. So, yeah. I mean, who knows? Who knows? But yeah, like you said, both works. Yes, <laughs> both exactly. Works, you know, so I think they maybe they realized like, eh, we don't need to like go that far, you know, deep. People get the sense that, yes, if that if he's her father you know and she has no idea who she is she just heard about him from 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 her mom um it really doesn't matter whether it was like you know all that matters is like well yeah that's her father yeah <laughs> so, that's her father and he's bad news yeah he's very bad news because when we get to that point i mean that's also it, this whole fucking episode is just it, it's so creepy so I mean, it's creepy. one of those episodes that like it was creepy as a kid yeah but, but once again you know uh, it's never too late, which I feel like is the most analogous episode at this point. You know, mm. it's never too late. It's one of those episodes that you, it really doesn't sink in until you're an adult. Oh yeah. This you knew was creepy as a kid, but yeah. when you're an adult, there's a whole like Level. extra layer of creepy that gets added on. Exactly. So when uh, Helen is not budging and I mean, there's a whole, I mean, it's a whole 
seeing that happen. It's pretty, it's really, it's really good. I mean, the exchange right here, when you get in the backstory, you're getting, and then she's just like, of course, back to the, the invisible man puns, where she's, I just want you to disappear. And he's just like, be careful what you wish for. Kind and of it's, and, and, and it's not cheesy when he says it. It's like, he doesn't say, she doesn't hear it. He says yeah. it to himself. Yes. So. God, I mean, it's just like, all right, God, man, this is, again, this totally could have just been its own thing without being a Batman story. So, <laughs> man. So then we cut to the optical research, you know, and Wayne, Wayne Tech, I guess you could say. And uh, this is where we get introduced finally to Lucius Fox. Yes, I Yay! was. It was an ep- <laughs> I was sitting there. I was just like, oh, wow. Lucius. Yeah. It's Lucius. Yeah, finally. I know I didn't catch it at first until I because, I, you know, I'm like writing notes and I'm watching. And then all of a sudden I didn't just just didn't think about it. And then Bruce just says Lucius. And I went, oh, sweet. There we go. Lucius. Finally. Cool. Which which once again, go back to this show. Ama- I mean, Lucius Fox wasn't created until like the 70s. Yeah. Uh, but especially with the with the Nolan trilogy and Morgan Freeman playing him, you know, you know, the the character has been popularized, but when I saw Lucius in the Nolan trilogy, I knew who he was because of the animated series. The animated yeah, series exactly. introduced me to Lucius Fox. Fox. Oh yeah, same here. I mean, that, there's so. I mean, that we've talked about it time and time again. Which like, there's just characters that we got introduced to. I mean, yeah, of course, there's like characters that literally introduced, like you know, your Harley Quinns and whatnot. But at the same time, when it came to just getting more into Batman. This show really just got us to be like, hey, we're going to start picking up a lot more comic books and really just like diving into this character. And yeah, Lucius Fox, um, obviously very pivotal to uh, Batman, which, you know, how many more episodes is he? He's not like in too many more episodes, but there's like one specific episode that he's in, right? He, well, what there are episodes where he plays more of a role and then yeah. there are just episodes where he just, you know, kind of appears yeah you know because we're we're watching this in production order and i feel like the first episode that i remember like him coming up in yeah was when we get to riddler with if you're so smart why aren't you rich mm-hmm. that was one of the first episodes that i remember him you know but he's always just kind of like in a scene yeah with bruce like you get the sense that he's kind of running wayne enterprises <laughs> and but okay so going back to who the voice is okay, okay. Who's the voice? brock peters brock peters who is that okay i know him really well because if you watch star trek deep space nine oh, okay I think he I was cisco's dad I think I know what you're talking about. Let me look him up right now. No, he, now. of course, he's had a long career, of course. But Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Another recognizable face, yeah. Oh, yes. He, okay. I mean, a very accomplished African-American actor. Yeah. But, of course, it, for my growing up, I'm like, oh, he's Cisco's dad. Like, that. that's that's what comes that's, to yeah. mind. Makes sense. No, he's got a familiar face. I'm not sure exactly what I've seen him in, but, yeah, and I see the... Uh, uh, I see the uh, Star Trek. He's wearing. Oh, Star oh, Trek oh, oh! Actually, his first major appearance. Actually, hmm. um, he is. The... Oh, Kill a Mockingbird. To Kill a Mockingbird, right? Yeah. Yes, yeah. he he's Tom Robinson in To Kill yep. a Mockingbird. Yes, there it is. Yep. Oh, he died in two thousand five. Wow, interesting. But uh, yeah, no, yeah. If you look him up, yeah, he definitely has that. You 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 go. Yeah, I've seen him. Definitely have seen him. So. 
but um yeah so lucius fox of course so then we're we're at we're here and this is where we kind of you know bruce is just kind of doing his thing where he's kind of going what's what you know the, he's heard about that there was like an invisibility project that happened and so we get a little more you know we get talked about like there's this plastic there's this cloak that you can put on and um and basically yeah they were i mean wayne tech was developing some invisibility technology cool <laughs> well i think it's also interesting because they're like well it really wasn't us it was like a scientist who like approached us yeah. and then he backed off for some reason yeah and and, and so i would i was wondering because i was watching the episode going okay are we really going to go down the road of someone stole something from wayne tech or this is all like wayne tech stuff and it's like well no not technically yeah it was like it was an independent scientist who came to wayne tech hoping to get like funding yeah and it didn't so, work yeah. it didn't work you know didn't we're, we're not talking about a stark enterprises thing where like everything <laughs> is like you know his yeah. fault <laughs> yeah exactly it's not like at all and then uh and then of course you know bruce is like mm, there's just something something that needs to be mm. so then of course he comes back but as batman rooftop and then you know doing that whole thing sneaking in and then there's like a worker guy there just like uh well i i, I can't i didn't remember exactly what this guy he was doing something what okay he what he was doing okay what he was doing was th this was the scientist who developed the plastic that the yes. suit is made out of okay okay this was his like this was his lab assistant. Okay. What yeah. he's doing, and we kind of learned it later on, is that he's because the plan. Uh oh, we lost Scott. Oh no. Plastic yeah. that turns you invisible out in the scene. I'm here. Sorry, you glitched up. You glitched up a little bit. There you oh, go. I know. I saw that I glitched. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> so since the plastic is toxic, what he's doing is for disposal purposes, he's putting it in metal canisters yeah. and he's got a socket wrench and he's bolting the canister shut Makes because, sense. of course, he's being environmentally sound and not wanting the toxicity of the plastic to leak out in the disposal process makes sense and it's it's funny too because like when when batman's sneaking around and of course uh you know he's in the office doing his thing you know looking at the files and whatnot and you know doing that that classic move of holding the, the flashlight in which your, is the most uncomfortable thing have you ever held yeah, a flashlight yeah, in your teeth yeah it's like, not yeah no, you're fucking no. you start your saliva starts fucking going and it's just like it's not it's not great oh but, i can't uh, say the know, taste of the metal like i oh yeah that like, too oh no 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 i know right <laughs> They this is why we're not Batman. Exactly. They should make they should make specific flavored flashlights for 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 moments like this. Detectives looking at files in dark rooms. Um, no, but then it's funny because when he's walking around, like the 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 worker guy like pushes over a shelf right on Batman. And then when he sees who he is, like, you know, Batman, of course, just sneaks up behind him and he goes, Oh, it's you. And it's just like you didn't recognize the the the, the cape in the ear. <laughs> No, actually, I think that to the assistant's credit, he was behind okay. a shelf. I think he just knew okay. someone was sneaking around in the lab and he was okay. going to stop him. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. I'll give it that. I just figured I was like, mm, interesting. But what's interesting about this too is like, and I don't, I don't want, I'm wondering if you, um, you got these vibes as well, but you know, after that, when they're 
when Batman starts questioning him and then he goes, no, it wasn't me because he's suspecting that maybe it was him that's been doing all this stuff. And he has like a total alibi. But then he starts explaining the, the plastic, you know, how it works and everything. Did you get Batman Begins vibes? Like electric current going through it. and blah, You know blah, what? Blah. I didn't even think I didn't even think about yeah. it. That's but, what I wrote. Like when he talked about like doing like the electric current go through it, I was thinking about the cape. Yes, no, you're, you're yeah. right. I just didn't yeah. think. I did not think. I think yeah. it was one of those cases where it's like I just I knew what was coming for the mm -hmm. episode, so I wasn't open to the the connections. Yeah, but yeah. dude, you're that's right. That's, yeah. that's cool. Got, yeah, I got some Batman Begins vibes on that one. So, yeah, so he tells him that, and then of course he tells him about like how. um I love how Batman also is like going around and like knocking on things and stuff like that. There's like a funny little dink, dink, dink where he's just like kind of knocking on the, uh, the what he was working on. And uh, oh, we got a super chat here. Thank you, pretty fly for a Filipino guy. Um, how cool would it uh, have been if ba uh, Bruce perfected the invisibility technology and then applies it to the ooh to Terry's suit? Right, because Terry has that ability in yeah. Batman Beyond. That that interesting that would have been like such a cool uh mm -hmm. connection thread right there. there yeah 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 wait yeah good uh uh nice yeah, call nice call yes. right there nice, nice pull right there man see that's what i'm talking about i love it when we see stuff like that but um so then um we get more backstory because this guy you know tells him about yeah the plot the plastic is toxic and what and whatnot and then he drops the name of lloyd ventrix you know basically tells him like this person right here because who was like hired on who's also like an assistant right like, and, more like an errand boy yeah oh yeah that's right he says errand boy and then he's like yeah he was like an ex-con i mean as soon as that happens i mean batman's like Ding. Oh. yep yeah his his uh his pointy ears get even pointier because he realizes hey yeah that's probably what's happening right here but so then um Batman outside of um outside of Kimmy and Helen's house, he approaches Helen and just kind of like, you know, because he's figured it all out, traced it to obviously her and whatnot, and just kind of starts asking about her ex-husband. And uh at the same time, Kimmy's in her room, and so is Lloyd, and he's got the pearl necklace for her and all that stuff. Again, it's just like it's just creepy vibes, man. Creepy vibes. <laughs> well, you know what gets even creepier is that, of mm. course, when Hel I love the fact that Helen puts two and two together and realizes who Mojo is. Yep. Like yep. I, I love the fact that they gave Helen like the agency to go. Shit. Like, yeah. Like, and then, yeah. It and just it, totally it, just rings the bell, and she goes, um, you know, she goes running into the room, and by this time. You know, Mojo is like, hey, come with me, blah, blah, blah. And then oh, they go. And this is one of those Shirley Walker moments. Oh, the yeah. music that plays when Helen runs into the room and finds mm -hmm. Kimmy gone. And the oh, window the, is open. The window is open. All the music collapses. Oh, the music is just yeah. like the most heart wrenching, creepy thing ever. I mean, that is just, oh, it's like, mwah, Shirley. Like, whenever we have our mwah, Shirley Walker moments, this is That's one of one those. Of them right there. Yes. Definitely one of them right there. And like I said, she, and then, um, and then it's funny <laughs> because Batman's doing his normal thing. And I found this kind of funny too, where it's like, well, yeah, he looks at the doll and stuff like that. And he's doing his detective thing. But then he just randomly just pulls out his tranquilizer gun dart and just loads it. And I'm like, and, just yes, goes, yeah. and she goes, what's that? And she's, he's just like a tranquilizer gun. <laughs> and I was like, why'd you just pull that out now? Why didn't you wait? 
can't wait till you're, you know, when you find the guy. It's, it's just for the like, kids. Why it's load like, it? We gotta, now? we gotta, yeah, <laughs> set it up because it's not like he's going to explain it when he's shooting it at the Invisible Man guy. We had to set it up now. It was just kind of funny that he just no. randomly just loads it up in the room, and I'm like, you can just wait. Okay. <laughs> Cool. Yeah, yeah. This is this is the Chekhov's gun. Like we got to show the gun so yeah. that we're ready to fire it <laughs> later on. You know, it's yeah, you know. definitely, that. definitely that. I just I kind of laughed. I'm like, because then it just literally cuts to where you know Lloyd and Kimmy are, and in that in that creepy abandoned drive-through. Yes, yes. No, the drive-through drive-in. It's a drive-in, and it's but it's abandoned and it's dilapidated yeah. and it's. And then it's just, you know, like get in the car and then she's just like, well, how are you going to drive? You know, nobody's going to see a driver. Smart girl. Oh, oh, my God. I mean, Kimmy is great because it's like even then she's like, don't get in a car with strangers. Like, I'm like, good yeah. job, Kimmy. That's and, and I like it because you know, we've joked about how episodes with little kids have those little kid messages. Yeah. But this one, what didn't feel like a. A G.I. Joe, now you know, and knowing is half the battle kind of PSA. <laughs> it oh, felt no. very natural. She, she's like, Mojo, this is weird. Yeah. I don't feel good about this. And yeah. I and I liked how, once again, like the humor I talked about earlier, kind of putting in that don't get in a car with strangers message. It just seems so organic in the yeah. episode. Yeah, because he, you know. When when she's when first like like she said she goes how is you know no one's gonna know that anybody's driving and then he reveals you know he takes off the uh, at least the the head cover or whatever and you know that's when she goes like oh you're a guy and then yeah she goes my mommy said not to get in cars with strangers or whatever the fuck and I'm like yeah good lesson right there just right there and it works with the whole scene yes because now she's like officially creeped out and then he you know basically just goes like yeah. I'm your, I'm your father kind of thing. And then and she's, she's like, like, fuck no, no, yeah. no, no, <laughs> no. Mommy no, said mom. no to daddy. So yes. no. Yes. That's even worse. You, you did not help your cause there, Lloyd. Not at all. Uh, yeah. And then, uh, and then, and then of course, Batman, cool shot, by the way, not in this yes. lifetime, pal. And then it's just like him up on, I guess the screen, right? And then yes, on the, on the see like, uh, yeah, you yeah. know, the cape fl- fluttering and stuff like that. And it was, it was pretty cool. And then, but then when it, uh, and then, and then what was creepy, what was interesting too, is like when he like kicks him around and he's, it's basically just a floating head. Oh, that the is- animation in this yeah. episode is so, I mean, I, yeah. I didn't pay attention whether this is like, no, we talked about how how Heart of Ice broke Spectrum, mm-hmm. and like they had to reorganize. But this animation, well, maybe just a step down, only because of color and painting and all of that. But like, this is one of those like Spectrum level. Like, this is one of the good episodes. Yeah, it is. It is. It definitely is. And yeah, when it starts off like that, I mean, it was just kind of funny. I was like, oh yeah, it's just like a floating head that's getting tossed around, which was kind of, kind of cool. But then. You get to the point where he gets in the car and I mean, I guess with this technology, it's like stuff that he could touch because his briefcase was also at one. You know, it's like when well, he held on. The- if you think about it, if 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 all it is is this plastic, all he's got to has- do is like layer the plastic and then send an electrical charge to it. Yeah, so probably wrap the car. True. In True. the plastic. Wrap the car. Yeah. So then he gets in that. And then, of course, this is a cool scene, too, because it's like now you're dealing with an invisible car. (laughs) And, you know, of course, Kimmy finds her mom, which is great. You know, she's running off, finds her and uh, they reunite 
but then we got Batman just trying to dodge an invisible car, and Batman's running pretty fucking fast. Yeah, so we'll I know. I, that, was, that was a little. Um, <laughs> well, you know, that was a little uncanny valley there for me, <laughs> like how fast <laughs> Batman's running. But you know? it's very suspenseful, and this is the actually uh, the oh the, the clip. Yes, this is the clip that I wanted because the score, of course, is all beautiful. Everything's so beautiful about it. So uh, let's go ahead and watch this right here because it's it's pretty uh, it's pretty intense. See, he's he's booking it, man. Look at that, and then he gets on top of it, and then it looks like he's flying. It's great. I love the fact that the bums make yeah. a comment about like he can fly too. <laughs> there it is, yeah. bums. Why? <laughs> I mean, I mean, he's got to be borderline almost pissing himself right here. Jeez, it's just so intense. I know. Look at that. It's just, it's just Batman. What's in it? That's all it is. Takes off the door right here. I know. <laughs> Oh, oh yeah, blows the gas station. Of course, of course. A little BVS reference. That we can a little bit, like, oh, a little bit. And then he starts punching. It'll destroy you. Don't have me that. I'm not feeling any pain. At least not like you're gonna feel. Oh man, I I knew I recognized that voice, Michael Gray. And then he's just he's just running into all kinds of things. And see that then, and that's cool because like because all the trash hitting the car, it would yeah. be ripping the plastic. Exactly, and then they get on the train tracks, and then oh, it's just, by the way, listen to this. Huh. Okay. Yes. Yes. Dun, dun, dun. Okay. Let me tell you this. Okay. Listen to that okay. part again. Okay. Have you? How long has it been since you've seen Beauty and the Beast? <laughs> Forever. <laughs> okay. I dare you to listen to that part okay. and not hear through the woods. It's kill the beast. Oh man. It really is. Didn't put that together. Yeah, it's been a while since I've seen Beauty and the Beast, but very intense moment right there. And like I said, the score. I mean, I, yeah, but I, I didn't put that oh, together. Oh, so on point. If it wasn't for the fact that it sounded, it had the same like chord progression of like kill the beast. I would have been like, dude, that was amazing. But no, I was watching it today. And that didn't even hit me until today. I was just like, through the woods. Dun, 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 dun. I just had like the marching pitch for the torch, the pitchforks and torches uh -huh. in my head. I was just like, this is not what I should be thinking about when I'm watching a Batman the end right? episode. But okay, <laughs> about Beauty and the Beast. Oh, but what's interesting too is like when he's running into things, the car starts reappearing. Right, and I love yeah. that because he's because yeah. only after he's run through trash. Yeah. And so if we go back to my theory that's covered in the plastic, it's got to be ripping. It's tearing, yeah. and so, then the yeah. car can reveal itself. There it is. Yeah, so it's interesting. But, uh, yeah, very intense moment. And then, of course, Lloyd just bails. He just gets off, the, you know, he gets out of there. And then Batman, of course, grappling hooks off the car before it's going to, before he meets his demise on the train. And I love the fact that when Batman, like, swoops onto a rooftop he like takes out that that door that door that leads up to it from the building that little yes, yes, that yes. he just takes it out like it's made of wood and he just powers right through just Bleh! you know just and i'm like damn batman really gets his ass like handed to him in this episode yes yeah i mean alfred's gotta be like tending to him big time when it when it comes to this episode but yeah they're on the rooftop 
And there's a water tower, of course, because there's a lot of water towers in in, uh, in Gotham. Wouldn't you say a lot of water? Oh towers. yeah, well, yes, a lot of water towers. Yeah, convenient absolutely. ones. <laughs> yes, con- very convenient ones. But now I do not remember if we've seen them before, but this is definitely one of the most pronounced. Like, I think this is the first time we actually get to see the bat shurikens. The ba- oh yeah, the, 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 yeah. When because there's not the batarangs. Yeah, these are like ninja star kind these of. These are ninja stars. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Which are more like what Nolan made the batarangs. Yes, he made the batarangs in, in the star Dark Knight small. trilogy. They're not big, you know. So yeah, you're right. You're absolutely right. Which this guy is holding right there. That's a you know, that's a big batarang right there. So that, but yeah, he throws like three, and you're kind of wondering where is he throwing them? And then it's like he's not throwing it at Lloyd. He's throwing it at the water tower to spill water again a common trope when it comes to invisible man that's a lot like hollow man yes yes. when they had the sprinkler system going on and stuff like that uh great movie by the way underrated i mean like i wouldn't maybe it's not underrated because i I hate when people say overuse underrated i don't know why i even said that because i think a lot of people actually do talk about that movie but really when it came to you you know the evolution of the invisible man type story hollow man was like pretty amazing I like and and this is another time where this was a very organic. I like the way like Batman does a quip that doesn't feel quippy because like the, the water pours down and like the suit starts to fritz and Lloyd's like no and then Batman just goes pick a boom and then just <laughs> boom yeah. right hook to the face man oh, you know you, you know Batman wanted to do that so badly because of how many times he got his ass handed to him in this story. He's like, I cannot, I bet you he was just like, I cannot wait to punch this motherfucker right in the fucking face. So when he, when he got that opportunity, he nailed him. Oh, no, did he nail him? He then beats the yes. sucker into the ground. <laughs> yes. I mean, yeah. he, 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 he hands it to him. <laughs> oh, it is. It is. It's a little gratifying. It's yeah, a because, little because, gratifying. Because even before this, when he was still invisible, Batman was getting his ass handed to him again. Not at, right after he crashed into the little wooden shack thing that leads up to the rooftop. But yeah, all of a sudden it's just, puh, puh, you know, again. So then once he finally gets the opportunity to like throw some punches and whatever, he does not hold back. Okay. Plus the fact that this is another episode that really reinforces the idea that you do not screw with kids no. when it comes to Batman. No, no, no. Yeah, like when we get when we uh, what was the uh, episode? The uh, Underdwellers. The Underdwellers. I was like the Outlanders. I couldn't remember. But yeah, it was like it's like you get that vibe when he was like so like I'm, I'm like I'm I'm holding back. I'm a, I I could kill you, but I have you know. I have a moral compass. I have a code, you know, it's like one of those kind of things. Cause yeah, when it comes to kids and Batman, I mean, it's yeah, it's, it's like that. And then of course he does have another quip too, where he goes like, you know, <laughs> okay. This is the one gonna... I complain. This is the one I'm going to complain yeah. about. This is the one that does <laughs> yeah. not work. No, no, it's not like, Oh, you had to fit one more in there. You had to fit one more in there where he talks about a, a disappearing for your biggest disappearing act. No one will see you for 10 to 20. I'm like, <laughs> nope, sorry, nope, nope. You're like, that one went a bridge too far. That was a bridge one too far. One too yeah. many there, bats. One too many. Yeah, I know. I kind of I kind of laughed too. I chuckled. I was like, all right, Batman. <laughs> we, we, we got it. We got it. Good job. Good job. Good job, sir. <laughs> so, and then, of course, we're back uh, with Kimmy 
in her room and she's talking kind of like, you know, similar how she was talking to Mojo. But this time when Helen comes in, her mom, she goes like, who are you talking to? She's kind of more like, hey, wait, 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 who are you talking to? She's much more concerned, which is good. But then, of course, Kimmy goes, oh, she's talking to Batman. And then Helen is like, oh, yeah, Batman. Okay, sure. But then, of course, cool little pan from outside the window on up. Sure enough, there's Batman on the rooftop, which is similar nice, to the, yeah, which is not, and that's kind of, like that kind of reminds you of the end of I've got Batman in my basement. Yeah, that's what I was yeah. gonna say. Yeah, and it has that, and again, it kind of it fits in the fact that yes, this is a kids show, and yes, that anytime you fuck with kids, Batman is gonna just, but at the same time. It's like when the story's done, it's not like he just goes, all right, I took care of that. He literally goes and visits these kids, you know, make sure they're good, make sure they're all right. And I like that. I like the fact that he's doing that. Yeah, might be a little weird for the neighbors when they're looking outside like, Helen, or no, (laughs) Helen, but Mary, what the, did you, look, Batman's up, what? Did you see that? Yeah. I mean, they're probably like, what the hell? Oh, my God. You just gave me, like, a total image of, like, the woman, like, the curlers and the robe. Yeah, like, yeah exactly. Like... Yeah. Frank! Frank! Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yelling out the window, like, I, did you see? And then, of course, when Frank shows up and, like, Batman's gone. Batman's gone. gone. Like, Why are you bugging me, old woman? Jesus Christ. I'm watching my news. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. Probably something like that. But, yeah, that's where the episode ends. And, yeah, like I said, another... Another great one, man. I mean, under this, this, I mean, I'm going to use underrated. Is underrated. Yeah, this but, is for sure because I forgot about it when we talked about it the last time. And then I remembered, okay, yeah, this, that, and this. But then watching it now, I'm going, geez. Yeah. Pretty intense. Pretty intense. I, I just, I, it's another one of those episodes that I just want to go, people, go back and look at some of these early episodes. There are some gems yeah. in here that you have forgotten about uh-huh. and and this is but i didn't like i have always like this is another one that's like whenever this one was in reruns i watched this one as a kid yeah. like like it grabbed me it captivated me as a child yeah because so. you know it's got the invisibility thing too which is you know it's always cool it's always, always cool fun. yeah you know everybody always wanted to have that you know and but then at the same time i mean and like again, watching it as an adult, and you see like you understand like the whole um, the dynamics, the dynamics of it, and the fact that like you said, it's like the kid is you know it's a custody battle, a custody battle kind of thing, and it's just like man, you watch it now, and yeah, it's got some pretty uh, intense uh, subjects in here, but man, tell you what, but anything else you want to add to uh, the episode? I think we did an ex. I mean. Yeah, we we put it we, we put it all out there like we put it all out there yes you know if only wasn't that last little quip i know right it's like, <laughs> like damn oh that's where you just too much too much and it's like they had to add just that last one but it's okay it's still a great episode but man next week next week oh, oh beware of the great, great ghost, ghost. Oh, oh man! Oh my God! Oh, Who does not love Adam West coming in to voice Simon uh, West? Right, Simon. What's his name? Simon. Uh, si- uh, Simon, Simon Temple. I think Simon Temple, Temple or si- something like that. Why did I think West? <laughs> well, because well, you thought they were being a little too too uh, close to the nose. Yeah, that's like, Adam uh, West. Simon no. Templeton. <laughs> Simon so Templeton. There, there was yeah. his name. Yeah. They put Wes at the end. No, but yeah, that next week is going to be a great episode. Beware the Gray Ghost is the next one we'll be covering next week. 
And uh, yeah, I mean, if that's not in your top five, wait, Trent. Trent, Simon he... Trent. That's right. Simon yes. Trent. Okay, Simon there you Trent. Go. <laughs> I knew it started with a T. Yes. Simon Trent. Got the so... actor. Yeah, that's right. Yes. Simon Trent. So yeah, we got Beware of the Great Ghost, which. Um... Oh, that is just, that is that. No, that, though, this one might be an underrated gym. Yeah. But Where the Great Ghost is one that we all just kind of. Oh, yeah. Go. Everybody collectively just goes, oh, yeah. When, when you think of this series, this is up there. You think of Beware the, the Great Ghost. And uh, man, I mean, yeah, it's going to be a good one. I mean, that's, it's just one of those where I could hear the sound of the remote control race cars, cars. all that stuff. And just even like the theme song when Bruce Watt. Yeah. It's just one of those episodes that really. And it, Shirley Walker gets uh, to like go like. Uh, balls to the wall as far like i even know yeah. the great ghost theme like in my head it's... yeah it lives oh. there man oh yeah it's gonna be a great episode so yes make sure you join us watch the episode we'll we'll be uh we'll be of course here at the same uh bat time same bat channel so make sure you watch all that and we appreciate you guys clicking in for uh this one for see no evil great episode and uh go ahead scott since well, you didn't get the send off last night. I know, you know, children, you know, <laughs> children, children. But of course, you can find me on Twitter at ScottDC27. You can find my podcast, the DC Film Squadcast, wherever a podcast can be found, because we are two weeks away from our six-year anniversary. Ooh. Of course, we're on Vero, Facebook, YouTube. You can find the entire network of shows at SquadcastMedia.com. I'm here every Saturday with this knucklehead over here talking <laughs> about Batman. And I know we keep on pushing it. Meg's got a busy life. She's got a new job. We we she's are going a lot. She's working a lot. We because yeah. we it's like almost on a daily basis. We're like, so when we're recording, when we're recording, we're yeah. going to be bringing back chapter by chapter by Dune. <laughs> it's happening. It just we keep on kicking the can because you know life. Life, life life happens life happens guys and yeah she's been working a lot and you know thankfully she has a great job she works at a comic comic book store i mean i mean, I mean if she's, you're, li she's living the dream is she, i mean if you you know they want to ask her to pull more shifts she's gonna be like okay yeah of course 100 you know so yeah so I, I i totally get it but yeah guys make sure you smash that like thumbs up before we leave uh before you leave and then uh subscribe join if you want to become a member patreon's down there uh merchandise is also down there and soon we'll have some uh, batman the animated stream shirts in there so look forward to that and uh yeah like i said we'll see you guys next week beware of the gray ghost oh it's gonna be great all right guys we'll talk to you later